Hello, you're listening to the Oh I Had That Podcast. I'm Joshua. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to episode three. Oh, Nickelodeon memories. Are you ready for this, Jesse? I think so. Yeah? I think so. So we had a short break there. We were uh, away at camp. Um, hopefully everybody's prepared for episode three. I I hope they enjoyed episode two. Seemed like they did. We got some feedback online, which was wonderful. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love tremendous to, response. Yeah, we'd love for you to keep subscribing. If you're if you're in, new to the podcast, hit subscribe, comment, rate, whatever you can do to help. It's great to hear from people. I have a question about episode two for you. Sure. Did you go out and buy any of that stuff we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I do have my eye on some uh, Dick Tracy action figures um, and some uh, collectible cups. <laughs> we I... spent two hours, over two hours, ripping on those collectible cups and <laughs> immediately went out and started shopping for them. <laughs> I I do want the Dick Tracy scratch-off. <laughs> it's funny. I was looking online. I don't know why, but I just went and saw. I went to see if those last action hero cups were still available. I don't know. Maybe the listeners went and bought them, but nope. They actually went down $7. So they're still there, people. He, still there on eBay. I think the lister is okay with lowering the price because he wants $50 to ship you the box. <laughs> yeah. The it's, guy, probably still, it's probably still cheaper than at the time. The guy worked at Burger King and got him for free, but he wants to make 60 bucks on you. <laughs> you know it's not going to cost that for him to ship you those glasses. Uh, if he goes to the UPS store, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully some listeners bought some Fievel stockings or uh, some uh, Oliver & Company swag. <laughs> well, some of the feedback we got was that a lot of people actually still had that stuff. Yeah, I did see that. Like, people had those stockings the specifically the five ones which i hadn't don't remember seeing at all so but i guarantee nobody still has the gift certificates <laughs> yeah oh my god i i Things found burned a hole in your pocket I... december 26 <laughs> i found mcdonald mcdonald's gift certificates on ebay i almost bought them. the paper ones yeah how much were they um i think it was like a book of like the you know, regular McDonald's ones, they weren't holiday or anything, and they were like 10 bucks or something, but maybe it was still closer to 20 but I, I have to keep my eye on. I want I want to have one of those on the shelf. Be we nice need to get each other Christmas presents. <laughs> it'd be nice to find one of the ice cream cone ones. <laughs> yes, the Halloween ones that they used to give out. <laughs> so we are here today to talk about Nickelodeon, which was basically, I don't know about you, but a huge part of my childhood it was uh it was part of my childhood not a huge part i mean we said on a previous episode like nickelodeon was like television basically that that was television other than like saturday morning cartoons on you know local networks or tgif later on fridays like nickelodeon had me after school and on the weekends for Saturday night snick um I was all in there were so there's so many memories that come out of Nickelodeon as far as the shows and um the personalities and you know the 
just the in the interlude commercials in between and all the jingles that they had um oh i was excited i've been waiting to do this episode so hopefully we get in some good conversation here that keeps people enjoying oh i had that podcast and maybe they'll come back for episode four <laughs> you've been waiting to do this episode yeah I, I'm you excited. waited through episode two <laughs> the the marathon that was episode two that's true sorry guys we didn't realize it was going to be that long <laughs> this one so, is not going to be that long so jesse do you know uh when nickelodeon launched in the u.s i don't know Oh, oh, no. You just got slimed, dude. <laughs> ah, it's still coming. Ah. Oh, oh Where's man. Coming from? You should know better, man. <laughs> <coughs> Tastes like oatmeal. <laughs> Doesn't look like oatmeal. <laughs> so Nickelodeon launched on December 1st, 1977. It is currently owned by Viacom. I remember that day. <laughs> you remember it? <laughs> I was negative three years old. <laughs> you weren't. You were not born yet. I was not born yet. No. I believe it started. Um... Was cable even around back then? <laughs> I I believe it's kind of transformed from a a network called Pinwheel, if I'm not mistaken. I remember and... the TV show Pinwheel. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It actually, I'm finding that Nickelodeon itself launched on April 1st, 79. So maybe 77 was Pinwheel. I'll have to do some digging on that because I have conflicting information coming in from the I news I totally remember watching Pinwheel and it was uh, definitely a late 70s thing. But uh, what is there a show that when you hear Nickelodeon that sticks out as like maybe the show that first got you into it? Absolutely. When I got into it, I was probably five years old, I'd say. I, you're a little different than me. You loved Nickelodeon more as a uh, teenager. Yeah, okay. Or a young teenager. Well, like, yeah, like, uh, I'd say, like, 9 to 13, you know, that range. Yeah, early teen. Yeah, and I was more from, like, 5 until probably 10, okay. maybe 12 years old. Because when Ren and Stimpy came on, I loved Ren and Stimpy. But then Beavis and Butthead came on, and I kind of moved on from Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, like, MTV Liquid Television and stuff started yeah. popping up. Um, yeah. I think that I was around that age too, because I remember being on board with Beavis and Butthead like from the get go. Um, but Nickelodeon, I, I know the heyday for me was like the early '90s, so you know I would be right in that range of around nine to twelve years old, thirteen, and you know just being so anxious for new episodes of. Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Clarissa Explains It All, and Alex Mack. These are all shows that... Yeah, Salute Your Shorts. Pete and Pete. Oh, man. And Pete and Pete does not get enough recognition for how great of a show that was. It was actually... It seemed like it it was made for, you know, people my age, our age, and, you know, was kind of... uh, 
kind of like the show that your your parents just didn't understand. And <laughs> I want <laughs> to quote Will Smith. <laughs> it almost seems like it was it was Wes Anderson for kids. <laughs> it really was. It was kind of out there. It was. It was quirky humor. It was. It was. It was like thinking. It, like there wasn't anything like it on Nickelodeon. Um, and I it think was so deadpan. Nobody smiled at <laughs> that show, but it was hilarious. Yeah, and I think it kind of stands out to me because of the fact that it was so different from everything else. Yeah, um, definitely. I loved Ren and Stimpy, and you know. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life and the cartoons that came out of Nickelodeon, but um, I think I was more on board with the live-action shows. Um, Are You Afraid the Dark has always been a favorite, and I know I've spoke about it previously, how I still have been able to watch it recently and get into the episodes. (laughs) But, like you were saying, my earliest memories would probably be, you know... You can't do that on television was probably showing reruns already, but that was an early show that I uh, got involved with Nickelodeon with. And in relation to that would be Double Dare. Yeah, I was more into you can't do that on television. That was Nickelodeon to me from the sliming and uh, Alanis Morissette was on it before (laughs) we knew who she was. So it was like because it was filmed in Canada, right? Like. Yeah. That that specifically was a Canadian show that showed on Nick. Um I I swear that I would have been catching it in reruns because it always looked like it was from the seventies yeah. when I was watching it in the, you know, mid to late eighties. So uh, whenever it was running, I should actually because um, I th- I think I recently looked into that show and it didn't run for terribly long and it came back for reruns for only a short time so iconic though and it really shaped nickelodeon into what it is today with that that green slime for sure um so it had it actually had 10 seasons and it was on nickelodeon from 81 to 90 so there probably were it went that long yeah that's what i'm saying there probably were like new episodes when i would have been watching it but i just remember seeing so many that looked like they were from the 70s (laughs) <laughs> maybe that was just the early 80s and we just thought it was the 70s <laughs> but yeah i mean that that's no, where i we... loved i loved you can't do that on television it's that's... not on dvd is it no i don't think so and i'll have what? to Why? i'll have to check but nickelodeon has so many of their shows on itunes but i don't think that's one that you can purchase but i might be wrong on that i'll have to look into that children's sketch comedy which would eventually evolve into all that, but all that is like, to me, is like so loud, and that's really what Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel have both become. Is just all these sitcoms where kids are just screaming <laughs> to the back rows of the, yeah. the uh, studio, and that's so annoying. See, I was I was at the right age when all that started up, but I I don't think it was ever a favorite of mine. I always felt like those kids were overacting and even as a kid I was like this this kid just wants to be Jim Carrey like, <laughs> like yeah even in school the kids that acted like that were just so damn annoying to me yeah. so that's probably why it didn't resonate with me however I did like Keenan and Kel <laughs> oh. oh here it goes oh here it goes <laughs> yeah Keenan and Kel offshoot that was I enjoyed that show as well and then uh 
back to you can't do that on television. They, I mean, that show brought us uh, modern Nickelodeon with the sliming and all the gags like that. But I just remember Les Lie always gave me the creeps. <laughs> oh, my God. It was probably the first time in my life where I've ever been grossed out. Like, why did they continue to eat at Barth's Burgers? <laughs> He would like sneeze or blow his nose on their burgers, and then they would show them eating it. What? Uh, Barth's burger. Yeah, I heard that. I haven't thought about Barth's burgers in so long. Oh, but seriously, <laughs> like the the parents like that they had like the little sketches where it was like Les Lie and the I forget the women's name, but they were like the mom and dad. Yeah. And. It's just like, these parents are awful. What is this show? And then they had the interludes where the kids were, like, locked in the dungeon. And... <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were chained to the wall. Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, and then he would always get shot by the firing squad. Yeah, they had to face a firing squad, but then they'd trick the guy and he'd get shot. <laughs> God. I, don't, I don't know if that show would make it past the the children's television like ratings board <laughs> these days <laughs> it just seems a little out there for today's standards but um leading into that like that just uh, brought in that whole sloppy like nickelodeon like getting down and dirty which led us to double dare and mark summers which double dare was like the show that i think made me fall in love with nickelodeon and Mark Summers hosting that and then going into What Would You Do, which was basically Double Dare, but with a different spin. You'd still, people get hit with pies and go down a pie roller coaster or sit in a pie pod. <laughs> <laughs> Just like any excuse to get people filthy. Yeah. I, I was all on board with it. There was a lot of uh, children's based game shows around that time but double dare is definitely the one that holds up there was fun house that was another one i, see, I don't I think i never was... got into fun house and i recently saw things about it and i remember seeing fun house but it was never a show that i tuned into and i feel like it either start there's a british version that i ran into recently so i don't know if fun house started there or if it started on nick but um it really wasn't like on my radar terribly much. You know what I like about the the Nickelodeon game shows? You don't see this anymore because they definitely screen their people a lot better. But these kids on these shows were not showboats. They were not, you know, they were they were not television personalities. They were just yeah. regular kids. You could see the, the the camera would catch them kind of looking at each other and going what's going on you know <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah if you go back and watch like double dare some of these kids just look so lost yeah <laughs> like what are we supposed to be doing and nowadays it would just be so heavily edited yeah like you and think they would of, probably do reshoots you think of like uh american ninja warrior and how quickly edited and like crisp oh, that show everything is. is a cliffhanger every five minutes is and just, like we're going to commercial now compared to like nickelodeon guts which was a similar like sports arena based like uh obstacle courses and like different challenges but 
you'd see a kid like struggling for <laughs> like five to ten minutes to try to get his raft across that wavy river <laughs> and nothing would come of it. <laughs> that that wouldn't happen on Ninja Warrior. They they show the guy fall into the water. Two seconds, he's out. They put the next guy up. It's like more, there's more dr- drama built into it. It's just it it seems so realistic, but yet we were so involved because being a kid watching it, you, I I don't know about you, but I loved watching those shows because I always felt like I could do so much better than the kid that was playing. <laughs> Yeah, it would always suck because you, you would be like, why can't I go on this show? Yeah, you'd be like, Double Dare, for instance, you'd be like, the flag is right there. The flag is right there. Who are these idiots? <laughs> get up. <laughs> why are you taking so long? No, you know what would always get me is when they would ask the questions and they'd say, Dare, Double Dare, physical challenge. I'm like, the, the answer is purple. Why, why are you going this far? None of you know the answer. Blank rain. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> Legends. What, what was that? I'm sorry. What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there oh, was okay. uh, like Legends of the Hidden Temple was another one where when they would get to that, uh, put together that monkey puzzle at the end, there's like literally like three pieces. There's a bot, like the feet, the body and the head. And they're like, the kids are like struggling to put it together to finish the game. And it's like, just turn the thing, turn, put it together. Well, how hard is this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, it, you're looking at that a giant elaborate set. It's probably a lot more intimidating in, in real life. I sh- I'm sure when you're like TV. 10 years old and doing it, you're getting flustered, you know? Well, but... weren't they like – they were basically just doing the whole weatherman thing where they were looking up at a TV screen. Is that – am I thinking of the right show? Um, I, That would be Nick Arcade. Remember when Nick Arcade, they would send you in the back and you'd be like you were in a video game? Oh, yeah. And you'd be like running and jumping and like dodging like yeah, the, the birds yeah. flying at you. <laughs> I think that the host of that was like Phil Moore or I'm blanking on that. I'll have to look that up. But uh, yeah, Nick Arcade actually I really enjoyed too because it was like at the heart, the height of like the video game craze. Um, and it was all like virtual reality games or like kind of like you were in the video game i recently saw a clip about joey fatone competing on nick arcade as a teenager <laughs> seriously yeah he's oh my he was, god he's he done everything he was really skinny well all those guys like came from orlando and nick was shot in orlando at universal studios in orlando so it makes, sense. makes sense being a kid down there i'm sure but, yes, Phil Moore was the host of Nick Arcade. But, yeah, that would be the one where they were looking at a screen. Like, Legends of the Hidden Temple was the one where they had, like, the, I don't know, like, the Purple Monkeys or um, was the team name. And they each had, like, a different animal on their shirt. And they they were competing in, like, this temple game at the end where they had to run this obstacle course. and um I'm not going to pretend that I'm cooler than I am. I don't really remember that one. (laughs) No, I mean, there's no reason to. (laughs) (laughs) They recently made like a kid's movie of the same name. And I think the the host, Kirk Fogg, was in the movie. (laughs) But it was not like the the game show. It was just like an actual movie. It's like, gosh, we're really trying to 
dive deep in the nostalgia well, people. <laughs> That's kind of what the but, the new Jumanji looks like. Oh yeah, seriously. <clears throat> I mean, I want to like it because Jumanji. I loved that movie, and I mean, you can't get better than Robin Williams, but I mean, he's not around to be in this one, so. <laughs> And and now it's like video. They're playing a Jumanji video game in the trailer. That just goes yeah. on. Yeah, they're not playing a board game anymore. They're playing a video game. I don't understand how. So they're kind of like avatars. Yeah. Ugh. So they're I so they're probably not even going to recognize the first movie. It's just going to be like a reboot. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. That's sad. I'm sure there'll be little knowing references in there. Yeah. Like a picture of Robin Williams or something. That was just a really fun concept for a movie, though, when it came out. I just remember. Yeah, well, I always loved the book before the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I read the book before the movie. That one and the Polar Express were, like, two of my favorite books to check out in the library at school. Uh, oh, the Polar Express. What a great book, right? Yeah, seriously. I need to buy a copy of that for my little one. I did. I I got it. Oh, that's awesome. Mhm. So where were we on Nickelodeon? You were talking about Double Dare and Mark Summers, <laughs> who's still so, around. Now yeah, he's on Food Network. Mark Summers is still hosting a strong. There's actually a documentary coming out about Mark Summers. They're like taking it around to select cities in the near future, but it's all about. Him and his struggle with uh, OCD, and he did a one-man show that was all about him and his struggle with that and hosting on Nickelodeon, and I think they touch on and they show some of like the the live one, like the live play that he did. I don't think it was a one-man show. I think it was just a, play, a stage play, but it was crazy. Like I remember him being on Oprah, like later on, like after the height of the Nick days and coming out like saying that he was struggling with OCD, like. While hosting Double Dare and how like <laughs> obsessive compulsive he was at home, where he would have to like straighten the rug for like hours to get all the little like um, pieces of yarn on the ends of the rug straight. How, and, like, how the hell could he stand I know. hosting Double Dare if and, he was that bad? And being filthy, and then like getting involved in like jumping in like the whipped cream and all that stuff. I just. I don't understand how he put it aside, but he just says that he was able to because that was his dream. He wanted to be on television. He wanted to be a host. And, I mean, God bless him for being able to do that and struggle with that at the same time. That's crazy. Effortlessly likable, that guy. Yeah, seriously. Yes. There's not a lot of them on TV, especially like the Food Network, that I could say that I'm just completely on board with right away. But, like – Mar- like unwrapped with Mark Summers, <laughs> what a great show! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unwrapped. I don't like unwrapped 2.0 so much, but <laughs> the original unwraps those are fun. Yeah. But yeah, leading into, uh, and and he's a producer on Triple D, I think. Oh really? Yeah. Um. Leading away, like go- going from you can't do that on television to Double Dare, and then leading into what would later turn into me just being all on board with snick every saturday night um that that was just my fondest memories of nickelodeon were like hoping for those new episodes on saturday night 
and having that like I know I know what my plan is for Saturday. It's Snick Night. There's a new episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We got Alex Mack and like I I try to explain Alex Mack to people and they think I'm nuts, but uh you'll know how to say her name. She was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Um was it like something Oleniac or Oh my god, I had the biggest crush on that one. <laughs> She was Alex Mack, and she was a uh, like a high school kid or like a middle school kid who gets hit um, with this like I don't know like gold sludge like nuclear waste, and it gives her like um, superpowers, and she could like turn into like a puddle and transform or trans teleport into a room. And... <laughs> this was after my Nickelodeon time. Yeah, yeah, but this was '94. I know I was on board with that. Like I loved that show, um, and we already kind of touched on Pete and Pete, which was just always has a place in my heart. Which I don't know why they won't release uh, season three of Pete and Pete on DVD. I don't know if it has to do with like licensing rights of music or something, but. Um, only season one and two are out and only on DVD. They need to put these shows on Blu-ray. I don't see that happening. I think, uh, the way to go is just streaming. Yeah. Put them on Like, I love that they have a lot of these shows on iTunes. I've kind of fell down a rabbit hole with, um, getting some episodes of like sloppy double dare and family double dare. And I even you need like... to be careful doing that because <laughs> I mean, it will take over your life. <laughs> I, this, that happened to me when I was, uh, I started falling in back in love with Saturday morning cartoons and I was just watching them and watching them and watching them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just like one, like a few days grabbed some, seasons of things that were on there like there was select episodes of uh salute your shorts um so i bought like five episodes of that and a couple volumes of are you afraid of the dark which is like they have like 10 volumes on itunes and each one has like six or seven episodes so i bought a few of those and some double dare just uh, there I did. I don't think there's any you can't do that on television on there but it'd be it'd be great to see some of that again I I think it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they have full episodes though. And speaking of it, salute your shorts. Now was that after your time as well? No, I do remember that. And one of the things that I do remember about that show is they kind of, sort of swore a little bit oh, on really? that show. <laughs> I, I think rem- so. I just remember uh, cer- certain episodes like fragment in my mind and then when i went back and i bought like like a pack of five episodes like the one sponges night out when they sneak out of camp to go to a movie and ugh the camp counselor ends up at the movie theater and they're like running around hiding like that was always a scene a scene that i remembered like iconic from that show but i never knew what the name of the episode was or what else was going on in the episode until i found it and rewatched it and it totally was one of my favorite episodes of that show, but um, I don't remember like that they swore, but I do remember uh, some things like the awful waffle coming out of that show. <laughs> they would pin someone down and put a tennis racket, and I think syrup was involved <laughs> <laughs> on their bellies. <laughs> 
But then, of yeah, course, that... like Donkey Lips will forever be in the lexicon. I think that that actor popped up in like, dude, where's your, where's my car? <laughs> you know who else was in Salute Shorts? Danny Cooksey. Oh, Danny Cooksey. What happened to him? I don't know, but he was a precocious kid number two <laughs> throughout the 80s. So like uh, uh, Different Strokes. Was he on Silver Spoons? I don't remember. I, I know he was on Different Strokes, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like the bully, like wisecracking, like always scheming uh, Budnick on – or what was his, is that his name? Budnick on Salute Your Shorts? Uh, um – like Bobby yeah, B- Bobby so. Budnick, I think. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. <laughs> Danny Cooksey. I wonder what he's been up to. Well, he did the voice of Montana Max in Tiny Toon Adventures. <laughs> oh, okay. in, it, it, he could very well be like uh, go, gone the way of like David Faustino from uh, Married with Children, where like he's been working ever since, but just like doing voice work, but. <laughs> But if you look up, like, David Fasino, he's been, like, a busy guy, but you're like, what happened to him? <laughs> uh, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, it looks like he's still working in a lot of TV series. He does a lot of uh, voices. Yeah, it looks like he was Pound in... Puppies? Looks like he was in Shark, Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, Danny Cooksey. I remember being all in on Bobby Budnick. I, I love that character. But, uh... I like that his IMDb picture is him as a kid. <laughs> Born 1975 in, in the picture, he's like seven years old. <laughs> and it's he's like it's one of those like uh, school portraits where he's got his uh, fist <laughs> yeah. under his chin. <laughs> oh, Danny Cook. And he's got some great key shots from Salute Your Shorts in his photos. <laughs> Rocking that 90s, like, long hair mullet. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't uh, I, I wasn't too big on Salute Shorts. Just, um, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I remember watching it. I just wasn't as into it as you, I guess. I did love me some Hey Dude, though. Oh, watch out for those man-eating jackrabbits. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> hey. Dude. I just remember Hey Dude being like one of the worst acted shows on television. <laughs> I was all on board with the theme song, but then I tried to watch an episode and it just wouldn't captivate me at all. <laughs> yeah, but when that show came on, I was like right at that age where you're starting to get feelings, man. Oh, man, and the girls were hot. <laughs> Say what? So are you talking about the girls on Hey Dude? <laughs> I'm talking about Melody Hansen, Christine Taylor. <laughs> See, I think I was more of a Brad guy. What now? I think that was the brunette on on Hey Dude. Oh, Kelly Brown. Yeah. Yeah. You go Christine one way, Taylor. Ben Stiller's future wife. Yeah, and future ex-wife. What? Are they already divorced? Yeah, dude. When did that happen? Spending too much time in the 80s. <laughs> when did that happen? It just happened this year. It's it's unfortunate. Oh, I felt I really bad. Yeah, they were together for a long time. I didn't hear that. Yeah. 
I totally missed that gossip. <laughs> I think they're just separated at this point. Well, that's too bad. Maybe she'll uh, do a Hey Dude reunion. Hey, Hey Dude is on DVD, though. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's on Netflix. Let me look. We, sh- we probably should have edited this out, but we didn't. <laughs> I know that Hey Dude is on iTunes because I crossed it when I was falling down that rabbit hole and I was like, nah, I don't think I need any episodes of Hey Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Hey Dude is not on Netflix. Oh, that's too bad. I don't think there's a lot of these shows on Netflix or uh, Prime. I I was only able to locate them on iTunes and having to purchase them, which is unfortunate. I think Nickelodeon should make more of these early 90s shows available to kids streaming these days. Oh, I wasn't looking for streaming. I was looking for the DVD. Oh, okay. Because I still get the DVDs. You're like the the holdout with the Netflix DVD program. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I don't care for their original content. I don't care for the straight-to-video crap oh, that really? they put on there. You don't like any of the Netflix shows? Nope. No. Nope. Well, I haven't really given any of them a chance, but I'm. who has the time? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there to watch. Can't watch all of it. That's right. I um I did see today, and you'll find this at the at, – oh, I had that Instagram. I posted about it that uh, Teen Nick, which is a channel on – cable and satellite uh i think you can get it through sling tv um i unfortunately do not have sling anymore i have hulu live which does not offer any viacom stations what did you have sling for like two seconds no i had it for i don't know like a year or so yeah i remember you bragging about it yeah but hulu live came out and it gives me every like pretty much everything sling had um plus hulu and it saves me that additional fee for wanting Hulu, which I would want, you know. Um, But they, on uh, Teen Nick, are doing Saturday Night's uh, Snick again. They're bringing it back. They're going to show episodes from our favorite Schick, uh, I almost said Schick, Snick television shows. Um, (laughs) But I think it doesn't start till like midnight, so being a... A guy in my mid-30s, I'm asleep by then. <laughs> There's no way I could stay up till midnight, even on a Saturday, to watch some old shows from my childhood. <laughs> I think they should start at, like, 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, they should just put it on right when it came on originally. Yeah. Why like, wouldn't today's kids like like it just as much? Yeah, seriously. I want to have copies of all the Snick shows so I can – kind of do a snick night with my little guy at some point so he can see the shows that I enjoyed. Now what is what was snick when it first started? Well, why don't we have Clarissa explain that to you? What's snick? Uno. Snick is the only place to watch Clarissa explains it all. Snick dose. Snick is the roundhouse non-stop hip-hop comedy shop. Snick. Liz. Snick is where the new episodes of Ren and Stimpy premiere. Snick. 
Cuatro. Snick is the all-new nightmares of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Snick is... El Tiempo Primo. Primetime Saturday night. Four Nick shows that Snick. Every Saturday starting at 8. Snick. Primo. So, Snick was a Saturday night block of television that yes. was made just for us. Um, it, if we can find the air date here, was launched on April 15th, 1992. And it actually went until 2004, believe it or not. But I was <laughs> I was not tuning in that late in life. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I prob- they probably had me from about 92 to maybe 96. And then I was out. <laughs> maybe 95. It's probably more like it. So when it when Snick launched in '92, it was a 8 p.m. start time. You'd watch it till 10 p.m. and then you'd have to go to bed. You're probably wasn't it seven for us? It, it, like it probably was seven because 8 p.m. is probably like Eastern time. Yeah. So. So those East Coast kids get to stay get to up stay later. later. But uh, it'd be like seven to nine, and uh, you'd start with Clarissa explains it all. And then 7.30, we'd watch Roundhouse, and 8 o'clock would be Ren and Stimpy. I love that Ren and Stimpy was the third show. <laughs> Usually they start with the cartoon, but not this What's time. awesome is that Are You Afraid of the Dark was there at the launch of Snick and stuck around in that closer time slot until early 97, which huh. shows the staying power of that of that program and how they don't have a lot of stinker episodes like if you go back and watch that show was actually pretty well written and well acted for the most part there's a handful of really bad are you afraid of the dark episodes but other than that it was a great closer to like get you a little scared and ready for bed it's a perfect show to watch at night like most of these shows were perfect to watch at night i can't imagine watching um even all that, I can't imagine watching all that during the day. It was like kind of like a Saturday Night Live. It was like a sketch show that I associate with watching towards the end of my night, you know. Um, but I can't say that I was on board after like 95, 96. I'm looking at the lineups now and the way it transformed. And I, I remember seeing Keenan and Kel like on – like replays during the day and le- enjoying Keenan and Kel, but I never w- watched it on SNCC. Uh, it looks like it followed all that um, when it started. I remember all that being on there. Yeah. So that Keenan and Kel must have left all that around 97 and started Keenan and Kel, or 96, 97 and started that show. I can't imagine they. That's when Good Burger Can't came imagine out. they were on both of them. Um. But do you remember a show called Space Cases? Because this no. was a, a Snick show that I <clears throat> I don't think I ever saw an episode. But apparently it was a Canadian science fiction TV show that aired on Nickelodeon for two seasons. And it premiered in 96 and ended in 97. So they did have shows that didn't, <laughs> didn't really make it. Just like TGIF. Uh, went through various various lineups, and there were shows that maybe lasted a season that I don't even remember. Um, like if you watch, if you look like early, 
bumpers for like TGIF. Like there's a show about a ba- like a baby talk or something that. Oh God, that show was terrible. <laughs> I don't remember that show at all. Like, so I do. It came out like right after Look Who's Talking. Like, Let's ride the oh, coattails of this serious. movie. At least it wasn't yeah, like Look Who's Talking the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the League of Their Own TV oh, series? God, stop! <laughs> like two or three people from the movie came back to do it. And not even like the known ones, just like. <laughs> no, it was like Evelyn, John Lovitz, Betty like, Spaghetti, uh, probably. A cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think she was. I'm going to have to look that. I wonder if that's on YouTube. That'd be a good one to see. But uh, I, where, I don't know. Like, how what, would you have been on. Were you on board with Snick, or did, you, did it totally miss you? I was in the beginning. Yeah. Um, when let's see right away in the early 90s um you had rugrats you had doug and ren and stimpy i remember all three of those came out like right around the same exact time and i was into those yeah doug i love doug (laughs) i don't think doug was ever a snick show but i love doug and then it moved to like uh, CBS or ABC or something, and the voices yep. changed and the animation changed, and I just wasn't in, I wasn't in anymore. <laughs> yeah, they moved it to Saturday mornings on ABC. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember that too. And there was a movie. Oh, uh, Doug the movie. And they don't Doug's first they movie. They don't look anything like uh Pat, like Patty Manny's or whatever her name was. Doesn't look anything like she originally did. But know. there were some uh, Burger King toys to tie into that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's so last episode, Josh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like R- Ren and Stimpy, it's crazy that it lo- was came out in '92. That show, like, I'll, uh, if I see an episode, it doesn't. It, I guess animation just holds up better. It doesn't look like it's that old of a show. It was definitely one of a kind. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first cartoons that grossed you out. Oh, seriously grossed me out, like, every episode. <laughs> like, when Ren would get pissed off and you could see all of his teeth oh. and they were, like, yellow and they had holes or chips out of them. Or, like, when they <laughs> would, like... like they was always spitting on each like other. licking, like, like, lint or something. Like, oh! Yes! <laughs> it was always so gross. Oh. And there was always like like butt humor and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like the, some of their reactions like their eyes would get really wide and you'd hear a fart noise. I just that like iconic <clears throat> things from that show like like the log commercial. <laughs> yeah. Log from Blamo. <laughs> but and happy happy joy oh, joy was happy, huge too. Happy joy joy yeah. And then Ren and Stimpy, did they? I remember a lot of Ren and Stimpy, like uh, like puffy stickers, and like random merchandise. But I don't know if they ever were in on like the the T-shirt phase that hit with like Bart Simpson and Marvin the Martian, and like. <laughs> oh, maybe a little yeah. bit. But yeah, that show was seriously grossed me out every episode. <laughs> That's why I loved it, though. <laughs> It was so different. It was definitely not Rugrats. Yeah. 
I did. I love Rugrats, though. It's weird that a show about babies was able to like capture our imagination. <laughs> it, and, and it spun off what three movies? Yeah, that's crazy. Three movies in theater. Wow. And it played non fucking stop. And it looks like it. Like, it was in the. It opened the Snick lineup in '97, uh, and stayed in that time slot through. Like ninety nine, I should say, yeah. But you didn't even have to wait until Snick to yeah. watch it because it was it was just in such constant rotation. Yeah, it seemed like it was always on. <laughs> it's kind of like Man vs. Food on the Travel Channel. Oh God, there's no shortage of it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> or Bizarre Foods, I should say now, because it kind of abandoned Adam Richman's show. So, in lieu of the new guy. It does. It, it's crazy to me that um, the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Was in the Snick lineup in ninety three, ninety four, but then again in ninety six. Like I wonder what that gap in time was that it went away and came back. Um, they probably just didn't have regular seasons. They probably just did it as like a, a every so often kind of thing, like Arrested Development is doing now. Yeah. <clears throat> so in that regard, I guess it was ahead of its time too. Looks like it. Season one was. November 93 to January, and then they had September to December 94, season two, and then October, December 96. So maybe those – there were there were five specials. I remember like, sh- like Pete and Pete shorts. Those were probably like what we saw in like 91 to 93 before the actual series, which is probably what was a part of that. My favorite was the summer vacation one. Oh, yeah. With Mr. Tasty. (laughs) I just remember loving uh, the character. I'm blanking on his name now. It was like like Arnie, like (laughs) the strongest (laughs) man in the world. (laughs) Yeah, and he was like a little dorky guy. And actually. It was Artie. Artie. And actually, I want to look him up because he is an actor that popped up, and you wouldn't even know that that was him. Mm-hmm. I want to try to find him here. Oh, Toby Huss played Artie, the strongest man in the world, and you would know him to later go on to be in such things as. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> No rush. <laughs> Just look down at your little podcast app and push that 15 with the circle in, over it, you know? Well, <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't actually have any other memorable characters, but <laughs> he, he, he... What are you talking about? He played, he played Hank Hill's dad. Then, right. But he's been in a lot of... Uh, other movies and stuff. I just remember seeing his face not as Artie, and I was like, "Oh, it's that guy." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was uh, Mr. Tasty. Man, that would be a great costume yeah. to have. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love the mystery behind Mr. Tasty. It looks like Toby <coughs> Huss was the Mr. Tasty as well. Yeah, he was. Mysterious ice cream vendor who symbolizes summer to the neighborhood kids. 
He never removes his mascot costume head and is very <laughs> reluctant to let his customers get close to him. <laughs> yep. As soon as they started getting close, he disappeared. When the Pete's attempt <laughs> to strike up a friendship causes Tasty to flee, they spend a summer tracking him down with the help of Ellen. <laughs> oh, man. And right at the end of the summer, they start they, they find him. Because he develops his photos at the photo oh mat God. that their their friends are working at. I gotta watch this show again like ASAP. I watch it every so often. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Big Pete and Little Pete have a uh, podcast together now as well, which is worth checking out. Didn't they have like a an anniversary show or something a couple years ago too? Yeah, I think where they were just like so foul-mouthed now and <laughs> I think they recently also had a live reunion um in a couple of cities like I know they were in Chicago but I uh unfortunately missed out on that but huh. it'd be interesting to hear them talk about the experiences I'm sure there's a lot of things we can watch online but <sighs> Nickelodeon um it was just it hit us at the right time um coming into like the the late 80s early 90s um to just have a a television station that was specifically for us as kids and it it seems like it spoke to us it had a variety of um entertainment that was you know not just cartoons or uh things that talked down to kids it was it seemed like smart television as well that was you know, written in our voice and we could relate to. And I just remember enjoying a lot of episodes of uh, many of the shows on the network. And It seemed like the people who made those shows understood children yeah. and their humor and what they were they going through. They weren't trying to – I mean, there were definitely shows that were trying to write in a kid's voice and just didn't – didn't you could tell it was just adults in a writer's room <laughs> it didn't hit the mark but yeah. it seemed like these shows weren't like talking down to us and they were giving us something to you know be involved with and i i really am happy that something like like a network like that existed and that they still exist and i'm sure there's uh programming on it that is getting new generations involved and um well, I mean, SpongeBob SquarePants has been on there almost 20 years. <laughs> I mean, what? In constant rotation. Who, who lives under the sea? <laughs> I mean, those episodes are so old that they're not even widescreen. <laughs> oh. I mean, we... Can I go back a minute here, though? Because there's a couple of 80s uh, Nickelodeon shows that we didn't talk yeah. about, such as... Mr. Wizard's World. Oh, Mr. Wizard was on Nickelodeon? It was. Oh, wow. I For some Didn't reason, it, seem... it seems like in my memory, Mr. Wizard would have been like a PBS show. <laughs> it did. The, just the, the the very, I don't know, anti- I, I, like I'm not very, exactly Like sure. the very dry like presentation yes. of it, like just much like uh, Fred Rogers. Yes. That's exactly what it was. It was like, an, I'm an old man, and I have to be with these dang kids. <laughs> no thanks. But he, he <laughs> it was always like, 
I have to go spend a Saturday with my science teacher at his house. <laughs> I just remember but that. some of those some of those experiments were cool, like, even though it, it was very obvious he, he didn't like those kids. For some much. reason, I just remember like Mr. Wizard creating like a hot air balloon or some something yeah. like that. <laughs> he always had something set up at his house for the kids to enjoy. That's crazy. We got. <laughs> we wouldn't have people like Bill Nye if there wasn't wasn't a Mister Wizard. Speaking of famous Bills that are on uh, Nickelodeon, I don't think they'll uh, admit it anymore. But Picture Pages was also pretty huge in the eighties. Picture Pages. Picture Pages with Bill Cosby. Oh, I, see. And Mortimer Marker. I would have to look that up because I have no memory of that television show. Get the fuck out. Picture are you Pages. Serious? Don't remember I wish there pages. was a machine that you could type something like this into, and it would look well, it up. You're living you. in the future, man. <laughs> I would probably call it like give it a silly name like Google or something. But oh wow, <laughs> picture pages! <laughs> Just seeing like Bill Cosby standing in front of the the wall. I yeah I. I definitely watched some picture pages. <laughs> oh, you remember now? Yeah. yeah, they would be on. I don't think it was a real show. I think it was just if you had like a 22-minute show and you had a little bit of time to fill uh-huh. at the end, they'd throw that on for about five minutes before the next show came on. Wow. There's even a, 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 a still image of him standing next to Captain Kangaroo. Really? <laughs> Captain Kangaroo? Oh my God! Captain Kangaroo and his, his mutton chops. <laughs> I wonder if you can get a Mortimer marker oh, on Mortimer eBay. Mortimer marker. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Ooh, he's kind of spendy. Two hundred twenty-five dollars. Huh. Oh, he did have like a special. Like pen with a little guy on it, huh? Yeah, I had like a little bee or whatever it was. Oh my god, this is giving me like, like weird goosebump deja vu. Like when you discover something that you totally forgot, but you you remember <laughs> it. Like wow, you're not getting any sleep tonight. You're gonna watch. I'm gonna have to look this up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Out of Control? Out of Control? No, I don't. Cut it out. Are you serious? Okay, Joey Gladstone. <laughs> That's where that came from. He was the star of Article. Are you serious? Yeah, look it up. While you're looking that up, I'm going to just go over a couple more of these. Um, Danger Mouse. Da- Danger Mouse was huge for me because it was on like right before or right after you can't do that on television. I remember Danger Mouse. That was a cartoon. Count Ducula, I don't remember. How are you? Find how are you remembering a show that ran from '84 to '85, called Out of Control? You would have been like four years old. Well, I don't think I watched it <laughs> when it was in its initial run. It only I had 26 episodes. Like seven or eight. <laughs> they reran Out of Control's 26 episodes later. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you don't have too much. Um, comedian content at comedian that point. Dave Coulier stars as the even keeled host Dave, whose signature catchphrase was 
cut it out, which was a catchphrase <laughs> Coulier would later bring to the comedy series Full House. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was pretty much the same character in both. Maybe not as saccharine. The show also features a casty cast of kooky archetypal characters such as the shrill plastic fantastic party girl Diz Aster. <laughs> Diz oh Aster, huh? God. This is going to be another YouTube hole. What are you doing to me? We got to stop recording these at 10 at night because you need to do it like 10 in the morning so you have all day. <laughs> oh, but I don't I don't think uh I don't think Danger Mouse is going to make my list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the theme song. I, I I always loved cartoons. I said this before. I always loved cartoons because I loved to draw. Yeah. And I would always just draw whatever I could see. Danger Mouse kind of looks like a Pink Panther, but in mouse form. Well, he had an eye patch, didn't he? Yeah, but he looks like... Like you met how Pink Panther was drawn, long legs, big feet, like very yeah. much the, the similar animation. How about uh, today's special? Do you remember that show? Of course I do. <laughs> today's special is adventure. <laughs> today's special, today's special. I just remember the creepy mouse on that show. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Creepy <laughs> is the whole show because when before they would put his hat on him and he would come to life, you know, because he was a mannequin or yeah. something. That was so creepy. <laughs> like dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> it opens with the the uh, puppet uh, security guard walking the floor, locking up the store. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's... You can come out. Everybody's <laughs> gone now. <laughs> oh wow! I can't even believe somebody else remembers today's special. I've. Do you remember any of the the the? Go ahead. No, go Sorry. Ahead. Do you remember any of the commercials that they would run on Nickelodeon in 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 constant rotation? Like the ones that were basically just Nickelodeon jingles, or commercials for products there was a book series called sweet pickles sweet pickles uh they were i think they were educational but and it was like a subscription where you would let your your mom would sign you up and you'd get a book like every month or so yeah i don't remember that uh in the commercial it would never be real life, but in the commercial, they would like deliver it in this sweet pickles decked out like <laughs> van, oh, like a like a VW bus or something like, like that. There's like a uh, a vintage like little lunchbox looking van. Is that what the books came in? Yeah, I think it was like a preschool bus or something. Yeah. And in the commercial, they would like show these uh, costume characters. Um, like delivering these books and I'm like, Oh my God, I want that thing to drive to my town and deliver these books to me. <laughs> Cause when you're a kid, you think that's real. Yeah. It's the, the mailman is going to bring them to you. These, these characters aren't going to bring them to you. But I, I remember that commercial so vividly. So you can actually buy a sweet pickles, uh, bus with activity cards for $50 on eBay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> 
Looks like it's in mint condition. Well, there's some sticker tear on there. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. <laughs> no, you can still get the books. I that like that one book? says it's got activity cards. And I'm seeing like a commercial still, and it looks like he's got a lot of like big, uh, like card, like page size cards with like an image and then a word, like teaching him like to identify things, but. I don't know. They, but you're saying they also had books, huh? Well, yeah, that's what it was. It was, it was books. This looks like it's like activity card set, so like memory games and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of, it was definitely an educational thing. Like you were meant to learn. I can't say by having. I can't fun. say I remember any um, specific product commercials. I just have fond memories of all of the sweet jingles that Nickelodeon had back in the day. And why don't we <laughs> listen to a couple right now? On the Lord of Hero, Nick. On the Lord of Hero, Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Dicky Low, living number one Nickelodeon. Aren't you glad you watching? You watching? You watching, Nick? Aren't you glad you watching? You watching? You watching, Nick? So many great memories right there. Yeah, like they, they seem to be like, like, uh, like barbershop quartet and like jazz and blues inspired and like all these like awesome singing voices but they're just basically like animated to like dinosaurs and like <laughs> different different <laughs> little cartoons or like uh vegetables like splattering on a counter <laughs> when they're singing like nickelodeon <laughs> it's very clever and very iconic yeah it just it captured like our imaginations it got us involved with the television shows and the network and i i'll always have fond memories of this uh t this network through that era and the the things that it brought to my childhood as well as I'm sure many others and hopefully people have enjoyed walking through our, our short stint on uh nickelodeon here and the different things that it has to offer um i have a little dry mouth i need to take a drink here what are you drinking water Oh, what the? Why? <laughs> Why do I have to be all wet? What? Oh, oh. oh shit. Oh, now I gotta go change out of these wet clothes. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. This is what happened to all those poor kids. <laughs> and you can't do Can that on television. How much slime was in their underwear? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. They had to do laundry every fucking day. <laughs> well thank you for listening to episode three nickelodeon memories of the oh i had that podcast well i hope you tune into episode four where we discuss the films that shaped us but until next time i'm josh and i'm jesse
Your child's head start for school starts with his free Sweet Pickles preschool bus. There are stickers, games, puzzles, and hours of fun inside. They'll make learning basic skills like numbers and letters seem like child's play to your two to six year old. So they'll love to learn, honest. I think number today and we'll send you this sweet pickles bus filled with dozens of learning activities free we'll also send your first activity pack on approval for only $3.99 plus delivery if you like it you'll get two new packs about every four weeks at the same low price you can cancel after taking just four shipments call now and we'll send the sweet pickles bus to your door